Welcome to the Powered Services Podcast, your one-stop shop for all the information, strategies, and insights you need to supercharge your MSP. Get ready to hear from other MSPs and industry experts in the trenches and behind the scenes to help you change the future of your MSP and increase your MRR. Now, here's your host, Dan Tomaszewski. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Powered Services Podcast. Excited to have you along. Always with me is the co-host of this amazing podcast, Will Bishop. How are you today? Doing great, Dan. Doing great. How are you today? Doing great. Uh, this is, uh, you know, we've been having some really good conversations uh, on this podcast. You know, we had one a couple, I think it was our last one. If not, it was one or two episodes ago where we talked about people and why you should be podcasting. And man, yeah. did we get a bunch of emails LinkedIn messages, Facebook messages, and people saying this was really great. We'd love to hear some more content from you guys around, you know, just marketing, enablement uh, at an MSP, and uh, what other tips and tricks do you guys potentially have or things we should be considering. So uh, we're going to have different series coming up, but we're going to be really diving in. I'm going to kind of tee up, Will, some of the things we're going to talk about. Um, you can expect in future episodes, we're going to talk about like today, we're going to talk about online and offline marketing, a little bit of a difference. There's some pros and cons to them each, but it's good to have a strategy around that. Uh, marketing groups or peer groups, uh, different things that you can leverage with being in a peer group um, and with groups that also focus a little bit on marketing. We're obviously going to get into social media. Um, that's a, that's a given. Events, trade shows, email, list building, lead magnets, blogs, um, and kind of wrap these different things up because these are all topics that we get asked questions on through, like I said, through email, through our powered services program that we do, and we thought it would be good to start bringing you some of the best practices that we see for MSPs, you know, when it comes to these different topics. Yeah, you mentioned a lot of different things there, Dan, and it can seem uh, maybe a little overwhelming. You know, it's kind of a, a really broad, really deep thing to talk about. So, so what we want to do is kind of chop it up into some smaller segments and uh, and maybe bring you a series here, so you can uh, can tune in and pick up the pieces you're interested in. Yeah, I mean, it's marketing, setting up plans, you know, doing these different things. It's we see it on a lot of the MSP surveys throughout the industry. Um, you know, it's not the area that MSP, they're always constantly asking for more advice. What's, what are you doing? What's working for you? What's not working right. for you? Why should I do this versus this? And, you know, it's a lot of times like you and I talk a lot, Will, is it's like, you'll go out there and start marketing, but then you don't have your sales process in motion. So then these leads you're getting, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, cause you're not able right. to close them. You don't, you're not prepared for it. Um, or vice versa. You've got a really good sales motion but you have no leads to come in to actually run your sales motion on because you don't have a lead gen going. It takes multiple things. You got to be doing uh, multiple different things. Doesn't mean you have to do a hundred different things, but you at least have to be having a strategy, a plan, and you have to be executing on things. That's really important. And I think it's important to talk about too, Dan. You have to work at this a little bit. I'm not saying you have to, you know, commit to another 20 hours of work every single week or anything like that, but. You do have to work it. You have to be consistent with it, and you have to dedicate some time to working the plan, just like you're talking about. Yeah, so, well, let's get into it. Let's talk on online, offline marketing. Let's start with offline. 
Um, you want to you want to kind of lead us off and offline, and then let's have a conversation around it. Yeah, you know, when you talk about offline, there's a lot of different things that we could talk about there, and uh, you mentioned a lot of them already when you talked about things we want to talk through in upcoming episodes. You know, we're talking about trade shows, we're talking about going to uh, a golf event. Maybe you're participating and helping sponsor that. Uh, a marketing group, your your events you're putting together um, that are you know lunch and learns through your chamber, things like that. Basically, what we're talking about there are, are face-to-face uh, type things, right? They're offline. It's things that you're actually physically going to and attending, right? Yeah. I mean, really, at the end of the day, we're saying offline marketing is anything that's not using the internet, basically. Um, right. and, and we're leveraging, you know, like you said, the face-to-face and then some physical marketing campaigns, too. Like, you know, you could you can include direct mail like in this as well because it's offline. Um, but we look at it is is do you have a physical marketing camp do you have a physical marketing campaign strategy at your MSP today? Um, you know, let's go through some of the pros and cons uh, of. I like to give our listeners both sides of the spectrum so they can kind of hear it. But uh, what do you have any pros that you want to kind of go through or any cons that we want to talk about? Yeah, you know, um, the obvious one to me right out of the gate is the, uh, on the pro side would be it's face to face. Like for the most part, as long as we're not talking about a mailing, but if you're out there doing an event, it's you. You can put a face with it. You can start to build some relationship, and um, you know that's definitely advantage. There's things you can do there to be remembered. Yeah, another big thing is, you know, we're all inundated with emails, um, and everybody invests a lot of time in these lists and their drips and their nurtures and the things like that. Um, I look at offline marketing as a way to get in touch with those folks. Um, that just don't respond to the emails that don't, you know, they're not opening your, your, your emails you're sending right now. They're not responding to maybe a direct mail or things that you're doing. Um, so this is giving you that chance to maybe meet them in person, see them somewhere and and really let them understand your brand, um, and what you're, what you're capable of doing. So I look at that as a pro is, is you're getting that opportunity to potentially reach someone that just does not respond to those other formula, you know, other planned activities that you're doing because uh, we all have a different thing that kind of triggers for us. So that's one of the pros that I see. You know, another one that we probably need to talk about is if you've got things that are hard copies, so let's switch over and talk about physical mailers. You've got something actually in your hand that you can touch and people are you know, likely to at least take a glance at something that comes across their desk. You know, if it's designed well, they, uh, they get it, it grabs their attention. You're going to get a look maybe more so than you would with, uh, another email that's coming into the inbox or a billboard that they they go by pretty quickly. Yeah, and you know another pro I look at is like the expos you mentioned, like doing trade shows, networking events, and things. Look, it's adding that personability to you. I mean, people are able to create a relationship with you, understand who you are, and it may drive them to go now look at your online marketing. Um, it may drive them to go learn a little bit more about you which is why it's really important, you know, we're talking about offline right now, but why it's really important to have online, um, you know, up-to-date and current is because once you've established that relationship and your marketing of the offline it starts to work, you want to have a presence that backs up what you're talking about, what you're saying to people when you're out at events and you're out there talking and going through your strategy, who you are, what your company is, you need to make sure that, you know, as we get ready to dabble into online and here in just a couple of minutes, that it's going to back up everything you're saying and that people can get that same sense about you, your brand, and who you are. 
And let's let's drill into a specific, Dan, while we're here talking about offline. I know I've heard you talk about a lot in the past, you know, the things that you were doing when you were working in your MSP that were community based. Yeah. You, you were participating in a lot of things like you're borrowing eyes or borrowing events type things. You know, talk about that a little more. I think that's that's very interesting. Look, I think the biggest thing is, is when we were in a community, um, you know, people didn't know who we were. We started an MSP from the ground up. Nobody knew uh, what we did, who we were. We had zero experience. So the only way we were going to gather experiences is getting out there in the community. So we spent, I would say, 50% of our time or marketing efforts. I'd even go maybe heavier than that. Um, you know, in that offline, we were doing the community events. We were doing the trunk and treats and we were printing pictures and with our logo on it. Um, that everybody got with their kids. Um, we were doing things at major festivals, you know, so we were, again, out there showing that we're a community business. Let's let's get together. People that were moms and dads loved it at the trunk and treats. I mean, they're working at businesses. And we found out after a while, our customers were seeing us. So it was a cool PR thing with our current customers as well um, because they saw that, you know, the IT guys and the IT people that were supporting us are at these community events that they're taking their kids to. So they felt like we were investing in them. And it just helped us get a brand that everybody knew. Everybody knew, you know, who we were. And we grew that from, you know, zero to two million dollars in like a year and a half. And we did that through, I really think of our offline presence, which was doing the community events, being at every networking event, having a consistent message and, and driving that home. Yeah. You know, it's probably a good a good point for us to pivot and talk about maybe some of the cons that exist with the offline efforts. You know, the, the first one being there, there's some limit there, right? You you only have so many hours in the day. There's only so many events you can go to. You got to kind of pick and choose a little bit where you're going to be, that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, look, there's some people. Um, look, there's some people that uh, you know when you're looking at it. If you're in an area, our area, we had probably six different chambers of commerce we were a part of. Um, you couldn't go to a mall. We had to look at which community events made the most sense um, to us. How could we get to different ones? Maybe they had something two months later, so we'll do this one now, and we'll go do that community a few months later. you got to be strategic. Like you said, well, you can't go do everything, um, but take the big ones and capitalize on them. Now, tell us, tell me more about kind of what were you guys doing with that? There's a cost associated with it. You know, that would be another potential con, you know, create a budget, work your budget. Um, and like you're talking about, where's the, where's the spend going to be effective, but kind of what were some of the challenges that you guys ran into from a budget perspective? Look, from a budgeting perspective, you got to do it smart. I mean, if you think, if you look at it, right. go out there and you know, we bought a tent and our tent, I just didn't buy a standard easy up. You could do that. Like, and I'm not saying don't do this, but I made an investment. We bought a tent. It had our name on the top. It had our name on the sides. Like we had a printed back. It cost us about $1,000. Okay. But we use that at every community event. So when you went, you saw that logo at the top when you're walking from a distance. When you got up close, the backdrop was digitally printed um, and it looked really good. Um, so we leveraged that $1,000 investment across every event. So if I was going to a golf outing, you saw that tent. If I was at a community event, you saw that tent. Uh, anything that was an outdoor activity and even a couple indoors, um, we had that tent there. So the brand was recognized and people saw it. Uh, and then at that point, it's really the expense of the event. Um, so we did a photo printer thing. So that was a really cool thing because everybody was getting their photos 
Um, and people were taking them and saying this was the best thing ever. And it was about another, let's say, two grand of an investment in there. But that two grand was walking and going on everybody's fridge at home. Um, and yeah. that investment in it, I looked at the ROI long term. We well exceeded that. We closed more deals from these events and doing these community things. Um, I remember people saying you can't swing a dead cat and not hear your guys' name and know who you are. I mean, I heard that more and more, and it re it it reaffirmed what we were doing was working. People saw us everywhere. They assumed we were everywhere, and they saw us at every major event. So it really started to take home and uh, helped us really grow our business in a way that uh, I don't know if we could have done it by just sending a mailer um, or just doing a website or just, you know what I mean? It was, it was a, those all played a big role, but this is what really kind of put the gas on it and accelerated it even more. You said something very interesting there too, about just kind of making that association between the efforts you were making and business you were able to close. How'd you go about tracking that? You know, that's one of the challenges, you know, it, it can be overcome, but one of the challenges is measuring how effective your efforts are. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is, is you got to look at it. So we would do a golf outing and we'd look at a golf outing and say, all right, we got 200 business cards of those. We had 30 that said, hey, let's reach out. Or they gave us information of things or people we should contact and go after. So we tracked each individual event with an ROI. In this industry, though, you can't always track the event and expect to close deals in the next 30 days. Now, we did at some um but we found that a lot of our activities had movement for us in months like three, six, nine, twelve. In there, like you know, we saw things that came back that we were able to correlate. Say, you know, how did you hear about us? Oh, we saw you at this golf outing a year ago. Um, we grabbed your card. We just weren't ready. Well, now we are. We really like what you guys are doing. Um, or people would say, we saw you at that chamber function or this community event. You know, four months ago. Um, we have a need now and you're the first person we thought of because we've seen you at those events. So we would ask, how did you hear about us? And we could correlate it back to our marketing activities. And uh, so I always tell people, you want to go to events that you can try to get a, a, an immediate ROI, but also you need to look at that long-term ROI. If that person remembers you, uh, we had one customer that remembered us and uh, that came through, they came through 12 uh, 12 months later and it became from our newsletter and it we had another person that said you know that i think we got like i don't know five six months after an event but it was like a thirty thousand dollar a month deal and they heard and saw us and they had our picture from the community event they had a picture of their kids and that's what triggered them to remember to call us when the opportunity hit so you never know uh, you know what I mean? When they're going to leverage your services or that immediate need's going to come. So it's really important to have that offline marketing, that, you know, that physical interaction, you're talking to them because it, it, it reaps a lot of ROI, in my opinion, later on. You're saying something as you talk, Dan, that I want to make sure we underline, so to speak, for, for everybody that's listening, is there's multiple touch points in there. I heard you say events, plural. I heard you say, hey, I remember you from the event, plus my kid had a you know a thing that I hung up on the refrigerator. There were multiple touch points. So when the need arose and they did need somebody, you were in you were in their mind. It wasn't yeah. just a, a one-time thing and forget. You were continuously reinforcing your brand with uh, a bunch of different touch points. And we did this with one to two individuals. Like we weren't having to do this with a whole 
we didn't have a huge marketing team. It was me and one other person. Um, and But we leveraged our techs at big community events. We leveraged our entire team. We wanted people to see that we're real, like we're humans. Like, you know, these are the people you'll be interacting with. And it put some people out of their comfort zone at first, but then people really liked it. I mean, it was a thing. They saw us and people knew who we were by by those functions. Yeah. And, you know, probably a good point for us here to pivot over into online. You know, we're talking yeah. about how do, how do you measure, you know, and it's, it's kind of an art form uh, maybe on the offline side. On the online side, that's different, right? It's, it's very, very easy, uh, generally speaking, to kind of measure the results you're getting. You can see how many people are clicking, how many people are, are reacting, those type of things. So talk a little bit about, you know, what you were doing to reinforce on the on the online side. Yeah, I think like what you're saying, Will, is really important. You know, today, at a bare minimum, you should have Google Analytics on your website. You should know how many people are coming to your website. Um, and for us, we tracked everything with a heat map. We'd watch people come to our website. You know, we knew we were getting, a, say, a thousand visits a month. We were tracking, you know, where did they go? What were they clicking on? What's the hot area that people were doing? And then we built our website to make sure that those areas converted. Um, and we spent a lot of our time and efforts, you know, going in through that. You should have a CRM, um, whether it's a basic CRM or a, a fully functioning thing. I mean, we would track, you know, you, like any CRM. Are they opening our emails? Are they clicking on them? You start to score up your points if people are opening, clicking your stuff. I mean, you've got an engaged person. So how do you nurture them a little bit further out of just your standard email marketing? You know, you have to make decisions on what is the best movement, like what's the next campaign. They're interested. You're getting them to click, but they're not biting yet. So let's nurture them a little bit more and figure out how we can engage or have a phone conversation with that person potentially um, through outbound phone dialing and, and figure out what's going on. But it's the basic stuff that you should be doing and tracking. That's what we were doing. I mean, we were looking at our Google analytics. We were looking at LinkedIn analytics. We were looking at Facebook analytics. I think the tides of when we do community events, we would find Facebook would blow up. And then when we post that same photo on LinkedIn, we were getting the business owners now to see that, you know, in a more of a light and they were seeing our involvement in the community. And if they were a similar business, like a business owner that's heavily involved in donating to charities or getting into the community and they saw that we were active in the community, they're like, I want to support other businesses that support the community. That's a passion for me as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So the next thing you know, our offline activities, putting them online we were able to see the engagement in reaching the people that we wanted to talk to. Right. And it's, I hear you describing, you're able to be nimble a little bit. You know, you knew what's happening, where people are going on your, on your digital presence, um, beef up the areas where there's interest or maybe, you know, redo the focus if it's not where you thought it was going to be. Yeah. And in, in leverage too, you're offline. Like we kind of, we said it, but leverage your offline activities in an online, you know, so you're there doing it, promote, you're going to be there, promote, you're going to go do this and then show the pictures of you getting involved. It changes the dynamics. People immediately start to humanize with you and they see that you're just not going to be another company, um, you know, that's going to come in and give them IT support that you're, you're a real relationship built company. I mean, kind of what I'm, I'm hearing is say here, you know, we started out talking about, hey, offline versus online. It's a mix. 
the two go together. It, it's a uh, it's kind of a, a marriage of the two, making it all work together and have that common theme pulling through and, and working together to convert. It's uh, it's a program. It's not just one thing that's kind of the magic bullet that's gonna gonna fill your pipeline with uh, first time appointments. Yeah, I mean, look, you and I both know this, but I mean, take what we have today. Take your LinkedIn ads, your Google ads, your website, uh, your informational videos, all of those different things that you're doing, your social posts. If you're just, if, let's put it this way, if you're just posting today, like you're not doing ads, let's just say you're posting and doing your general awareness, your, online, your offline marketing activities, you're out there speaking, you're talking about people, process, technology, how we build relationships, um, how we help businesses with not just technology, but we help with the people and the process side. If you're out saying that message and I get your brochure, your flyer, whatever it might be, and I go to your Facebook page and the last time you posted was 2018, or I go to your website and the last time your blog was there was 2020. You haven't blogged in you know two years and I'm looking to see you know information. You're killing your strategy of online, offline marketing because you don't have the online to support it. Right. And it's where, like, you don't have to go to the extreme. And I think people think when we say a lot of these things, Will, that this is hours and hours every month. Well, you can do most of this in probably 30 minutes from, a, from an online presence, posting campaigns, you know, scheduling things out, spend a half hour, lock them in, send them out. Have that online presence to support your offline activities. Yeah, that's that's super important, Dan. And I think a lot of people that are in our audience, you know, they're technical. And so th this marketing conversation is maybe a little bit foreign to them, but it's a skill you can grow. It's a skill you can you can add to the uh, to the skill set. And you're right. First time you do this, it may take a little bit longer, but you'll build build proficiency as you go along. And it can be something that you just kind of do that. Uh, is not a big time suck. That's uh, that's a hundred percent true. Look, I think we I think we used the, everyone's using the word hybrid like workforce now. Like you know, we've heard businesses that have gone hybrid workforce. I think you need to embrace a hybrid marketing strategy. Um, you know, it's a competitive landscape that we have out there today for you as an MSP. Um, everybody we talk to is like, I want more business. I want more business. I need more activities and things like that. You can adopt one marketing method and be able to have access to multiple platforms and get your information out there and allow people to understand who you are while doing online and offline marketing. So when you look at online and offline marketing, think of it as a hybrid marketing strategy. What can you be doing? You don't have to go do 50,000 events a year. You don't have to go do 50. You could do one event a year or one a quarter and, and put that goal together and say, look, we're gonna go do this farmer's market or we're going to go do this, you know, trunk or treat. Um, we've got these two or three events. Now, that's what's our online going to look like. We're going to do these things. Start somewhere. Get a baseline plan. Get it in motion. Start to track. See if you get any traction from one, two, three events. Start to get your name out there. But it isn't going to be a one event and you're going to make a million dollars. I saw our ROI like I said, three, six, nine, 12 months later, because they saw us somewhere, they got the information they needed, they made the connection, they were able to verify the connection when they went back and did some research on us, and it made that decision, and we made it easy to get a hold of us and get an appointment. We answered our phones. 
Uh, we had a link. You could book a meeting right from our website. You didn't have to submit an email and wait for us to call you. You could book a meeting right on our website. Like, think of those things. How can you make it easy for people to do business with you, but make sure your marketing online and offline supports what you're saying? If you're saying one thing online, you better be saying that same thing offline because people are going to verify and they want to, you know, they want to trust you. Good deal. And it's been a good conversation. Um, it went a little different direction than I thought when we, when we first started, but uh, that's always good. We never know what we're going to talk about anymore, right? We don't, but uh, <laughs> it's okay. You know, we'll, uh, we'll dive in in some future episodes to, you know, some, like you were talking about some specifics about marketing groups, some specifics around uh, chamber events, things like that, and, uh, and get a little more detailed. Yeah. And look, reach out. I mean, we'd love to connect with you. If you have questions or you're doing these things, you know, if you're looking to run like your online, offline marketing, you have questions around content things. I mean, that's what we do in the Powered Services program. We're happy to talk with you guys. Um, send us a message on LinkedIn. Um, we're happy to have these conversations with you. We want to see all of the our listeners. We want to see you grow your business and think outside the box. That's the big thing is think outside the box. Is there a community event in your area that you could go do? Is there a networking meeting that you could go be a part of that maybe your competitors aren't? Even if your competitors are there, when they're there, how can you stand out and be a little bit more different than them or show that you're more personable um, and, and really element that? So take a look and embrace that kind of hybrid marketing strategy and put together an online offline marketing plan. But uh, this was a good conversation, Will. Yep. Uh, liked it a lot. Looking forward to the next one. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Again, if you have questions, comments, anything you want to leave us, um, you know, chime in on the on the chat, and uh, we're happy to talk to you. So, until next time, everybody, have a great day. See you. Thank you for listening to the Powered Services Podcast with Dan Tomaszewski. We're dedicated to giving you practical information, tactics, and strategies that you can use to supercharge your MSP. If you liked today's episode, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. And be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, this is the Powered Services Podcast, signing off.